five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, your premier source for everything to do with the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Life Force, the voice that was tilted last week, that might be even more tilted today, joined virtually by Omni at Omni Stripe and Sam at another Sam Chant. Welcome, gentlemen. Oh, I'm supposed to say something? No, I'm waiting for uh, news to break. Sorry. I, I got to get permission to, to, to before I'm allowed to say something. Sorry. <laughs> You know, we're, we're, we're stumbling over ourselves right now trying to actually talk about something when there's absolutely nothing to talk about. Like, I, I alluded to the bonus episode as being Iceberg Right Ahead, which was a line pulled directly from the movie Titanic. And we were talking about, like, the upcoming names of episodes, and I sort of started leaning towards Titanic because this ship is sinking. And people thought it was unsinkable. Like you had the runaway roster and the second place finish last year. Uh, but uh, I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna transition us away from the Titanic sinking. Yeah, maybe we should just sign Celine Dion to the Titans, or at least go out like some Canadian uh, bang. And her words, actually, "My heart will go on." Couldn't strike closer to home at this point. <laughs> oh gosh! And at least we—that's news. Like, I mean, what, what is she like on off tank? Does anyone know? I mean, <laughs> well, better than who we have right now, which is nobody. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, but this is this is a weird world we live in right now. There's absolutely nothing that we're able to share about the Vancouver Titans that's different from that special bonus episode and live stream that we or I uh, provided uh, last week. But that doesn't stop us from recording a regularly scheduled episode as we are. And I think it's most important that you now get to hear both Omni and Sam and share their opinion on what is going on in the world of the force of nature, not just mine. So, we're going to kick off the payload, talking a little bit about the fact that the Vancouver Titans are going through some form of transition. We're going to also give you as best of a preview as we possibly can, because technically speaking, the Vancouver Titans have two matches this upcoming weekend. And then we'll dive into the fray, where it's the week that was, the week that will be, the matches of the week, uh, some player adjustments, and anything else that we can squeeze into this episode. So without any further ado, let's go directly into the payload. Moving the payload! Join me! There is still one certainty that we know about the Vancouver Titans. And that is a team called the Vancouver Titans are scheduled to play North American teams during times convenient to teams based in North America this weekend. They have a match on Saturday against the Justice and a match on Sunday against the Mayhem. And for all of you out there that are thinking, oh my goodness, the Vancouver Titans currently have a hole in the off tank. There's all the rumors that the Vancouver Titans have also, you know, gotten rid of the entire roster. Though as of recording, nothing official quite yet. Well, if for some reason there wasn't going to be a match, it's kind of awkward because the Washington Justice are sure promoting it right now. So again, it is such a weird and wacky world that we currently live in. So before I pass the microphone over to these two fine gentlemen, let's recap where we are at the moment. When we recorded that special bonus episode, we knew of two departures. Janu and Pajon had both left the Vancouver Titans. It was mutually agreed between uh, team and player or coach uh, that they would part ways. At that time, we thought there would be more news to be shared. These departures took place on the Thursday. Nothing occurred on the Friday. And then over the course of this weekend, nothing more occurred either. That gets us to Monday. The presumption was that, okay, 
we're going to hear news. And we kind of did, just not from the Vancouver Titans. No, we actually learned that Andante is no longer with uh, the team. He shared it both in his own personal Discord, but as well on Twitter. Uh, he wished us fans well. And, you know, I shared this on, on social, but it this one really sort of impacts, you know, me personally, uh, more than probably any other would, because Andante was a top-level dude. Like, when we interviewed the players... He, even though he wasn't involved in any of the interviews, came up and spoke to us. Like he, he wanted to introduce himself, carry on a conversation. He apologized for his English, which he didn't need to do. Um, and it, you, you could genuinely see he was bought in to this experience and this team. And he wanted to establish that connection uh, with the community, that being us at RSP. And then this past you know, sort of season kickoff when we had that meet and greet with the team. Again, he came out of his way to to talk to us. And I, you know, can't say that many others have gone out of their way to come and say hi. We might get the polite hello from others, but Andante would come to us. And it should be noted, if you happen to be in Titan's Discord, Andante is the only one player or coach to actually engage with us there. Now, yes, it's not engagement like we see in other team discords, but the fact that he did gives him points in my book. How, what is weird about Andante's departure? The Vancouver Titans haven't uh, posted a departure message of any sort. Like it, It's kind of weird that he has said he's leaving, and I understand that the content team is, is prevented from obviously providing that type of content without the go-ahead from you know the operations side. But that cat's kind of out of the bag. Like he slipped out out of the band-aid that they're trying to rip oh so very slowly. Well, it is again a weird and wacky situation. Monty, okay. Uh, if there is one person formerly involved in the Overwatch League that talks a lot about the Overwatch League and the game Overwatch, it's Monty. And he talked about this slow examination. There, where the Vancouver Titans are essentially bleeding us fans dry. It is a weird approach. And the only explanation that I can possibly think of is that there was a plan and maybe the plan isn't going as well as the plan was intended to go. It started to become a plan that they were trying to execute, thinking that these all these different moving parts would all sort of fall into place and unfortunately ran into something that gummed up the works. It is kind of weird, though. We are recording here on a Tuesday night. You'll be listening to this episode live on Wednesday at high noon Pacific. And it is very possible that you will still not understand or know who the Vancouver Titans will actually be throwing a jersey on when they play the Washington Justice this weekend. Again, weird. Uh, enough of my voice. I, I shared my opinions and insight on that bonus episode. Uh, you know, either one of you want to kick this one off and tell me how you're feeling. Yeah, I'll say a few things. I think uh, we're all lucky that I didn't attend that live stream you did on Saturday because I was in a at a whole <laughs> different wavelength uh, during those times. I was super upset. I think that there's a lot of issues with this approach, uh, this uh, weird band-aid pulling or whatever you want to call it of not knowing. I mean, we do, we don't officially know, but we all know that the roster is pretty much gone. And all we want now is to know, uh, to, to be done with that and know who the heck is playing on Saturday because 
that's all we really care about now. I think like at least me here, I can personally attest to that. I, I don't get why the policy of keeping silent or, or just uh, pushing out that message a, a few days ago of, oh, we are going to play and that's it. Like in my company, we have uh, products that we offer to our clients that if they are down, meaning, and it, it happens very rarely, but if there is a pro- product emergency and, and our clients can really do their jobs, we have a policy where we just send out a response every half an hour. What's going on? Where are we, what are we doing to try and fix this? Who is responsible? And it doesn't even matter if we, we got ahead or not. When, when things get dire, and, and they are pretty freaking dire right now for the Titans, I don't see how it benefits anyone, not the fans, not the players who are now probably leaving our, our, our uh, r- roster, the players that are trying to sign, whatever the case may be, this is the worst type of approach that you can take. So whoever is in charge of, of that decision, I think it's pretty awful. And I, I feel like the more I want to believe that this might be like a good turn uh, turnaround like every poor bad situation might might spring something new or or, or good like just let us know just uh, even tell us uh once a day once every two days oh we're working on it uh we are trying to do this and that we're approaching different teams in t2 like we already know that but but having a bunch of people just randomly leaking stuff or, or wrong stuff people are already like memeing and joking about about the team like it's it's ridiculous and and like i said before i put everything on management in every type of organizational dispute or 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 problem uh when you have the power to control especially communication like i don't see how you're not to blame by having like people whose job it is to actually communicate with with the fans and we're like, I'd say unofficial outlets like us and they're not permitted to do anything. It's ridiculous in my eyes. I, I don't disagree on it being sort of a management issue at the end of the day, you know, the team or the organization and and management are the, are the group that ultimately sticks around. Players will always come and go. But to go back to the the analogy that I, I sort of shared when when things started to go awry, as it is, in my estimation, a divorce between two different groups. The problem is we don't know how big of a divorce is is occurring. Like, is it an entire roster, as rumors might suggest? Is it simply a, a handful of players? We don't know. Um, but it's messy. And when it comes to a divorce, it's generally speaking problems uh, on on both sides, some more than others. I, I, I just, and I'm not trying to defend an organization. I, I can't at all describe their approach to the situation. I don't see any good coming from radio silence, from the slow bleed, from like, what, what positives do we draw from this? That they're not looking to rush into making, you know, bigger mistakes. Okay. That is setting the bar as low as possible. And then I'm sorry, I'm not entirely sure how we would give as fans credit uh, to them because there's all sorts of other problems and and fires. I mean, think about community engagement. That fire has been burning for a long time. 
So are we to ignore all of that and and you know? I give mean, them how mu- how much bigger can the mistakes get? Well, I, how how much bigger that they don't have a team come this weekend? This is probably a top three occurrence in the history of the Titans where everybody's talking about the team. <laughs> Last time was when we obviously did so very well in in you know the first stages finals um maybe the next one was in the finals uh losing to san francisco shock or uh losing bumper and this is probably a top three uh, occurrence and it's not doing the titans any good yeah it's awesome um yeah i'm i'm super bummed and dante's gone i think i consider him a friend uh we used to chat um in the dms yes we do have dms no they're not about dirty things um but but like no he was just a super cool guy and mm-hmm. and i guess one recommendation i have for for listeners out there is if you see in dante's twitter account just retweet he's looking for a new team he's looking for a new squad let's get this guy a job um so that's the first thing i want to say um secondly like i'm exactly where you guys are at but i'm I'm almost one step ahead. Like I was going through like different stages of degree grief. Like we went through the denial part. We went through the bargaining part. We went through anger. Uh, Now some of us are depressed, but the next, the last step is an acceptance for me. It's, it's complacency. And that Mm -hmm. I think should be very scary to this team because we make, we make content for this team. And I, in, in, full transparency and complacent. I don't really care. And, and whoever they feel this Saturday, this Sunday, if they play at all, they're playing the most mad teams in the league, right? Like, can you think of two more boring teams in the league right now? We, we've Boston. joked around with this. <laughs> Boston's not boring though. They're just bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so like, regardless of who we field, it's more just like the most interesting part of this weekend's matches are who's going to play. Yeah. Right. And that is gross in, in a, from an Overwatch fan standpoint, we're tuning in just to see if they play. Right. We don't, we're not talking about the games. We're not talking about lineups. We're not talking about our chances of winning. Winning seems like such a, such a far sight from oh, now, gosh. right? Participation is what we will give them credit for at this point. So <laughs> I was, I was going to say like to that point, I mean, the conversation that I've been, I've been having uh, with people on, on social media, there's a few people that have been DMing RSV, uh, even seeing the conversation in Titans scored. Yeah. People are like, wow, I'm going to tune in to see if there's a team like there. Yeah, you're right. There is absolutely no conversation about the possibility of winning another match. And it's a matter of, Who's actually going to show up and and play? Um, I, I can't remember who it was in Titans Court, but they actually spoke to it as being, uh, you know, are we going to see the the six uh, gray silhouettes? Right. If, so if it's a newish roster, most likely, when are they going to get time to have headshots? Well, I, I, anyone can pull a headshot off of the internet. I mean, but that's not something the league has done. That's true for sure. So it's it's like the league has a big problem. The Titans have a big problem. And even we have a big problem. Like, what are we going to talk about? (laughs) I mean, we will find something to talk about. So you don't really have to worry about us, but it's, it's like, that's, that's what's losing very fast, quickly. Every single day right now is, is that when the gossip stops, like, do people still care about this squad? 
Do people mm-hmm. still care about them trying to win Overwatch games, right? And because this, the roster that we've co- grown to love and, and respect so much set the bar so high in terms of play, it's pretty much impossible to fill those shoes in the middle of the year in a pandemic virtually, right? So, so you can only step down and the question only becomes how, how bad can you step down? So like, I don't see any positives and, and right now we're just kind of not even at the peak of the gut punches. January was the first one to leave and, and, you know, we fully expect more things to happen. And so like, I'd say next week, this time we're, we're in the deep of, of the pain. And then only through that is we got to start from the bottom again. Right. No. And this is no disrespect to whoever's coming in or, or whoever's staying. Or I don't, I don't really mean anything by that. It's just, this is the experience of, of Titans fandom right now. So, so like what, what is Kat supposed to say when, when, when their kids ask them, like, why are, who are the Titans now? Or why are the Titans doing so bad? Like there's, there's no response. So I, I think we're beyond the point of, of even like the, the PR thing. Like, like we've beaten this thing to death. Like they screwed up. Can they do better from now on? They can probably do better tomorrow, but in our year and a half experience, they won't. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, we've, we've become used to this. Uh, not just when we're talking about how we are now uh, plagued by this uh, pan- pandemic, but it also feels like kind of a famine of news. We, we, we look for these crumbs all the time, and if we if we did get some type of information, it's it's hilarious how people are speculating. Is it third impact? Is it Jim uh, T? <laughs> Every type of like post on social media, freaking pancakes made our <laughs> made us all lose our heads in in Discord. So that's how bad it it gets, and that's what also like. Sadly, the great thing about this community is that we're, we've become accustomed to it and we'll fi- fill in those gaps. We try and speculate. Hey, heck, I think we've, we've recorded about 10 hours of podcast time without having anything to talk about really in different episodes. And, and the response has been great and we love the support of our listeners. But it's getting ridiculous to the point that we ourselves are already like looking for, for some hope and and honestly, like being uh, four or three days away from this match is is so strange. Like you said, like um, I can't really think of even how to describe it. This this these five stages of grief. That's perfect, and we should have been in acceptance by now. But there's nothing to accept because, like you <laughs> said, we're complacent. You know, it just occurred to me. The amount of time that, you know, just us here at, at RSP uh, sort of provide and contribute to try to grow this community and move this this Vancouver Titans community forward is unreal. I mean, you're, you're right. We create a podcast content each and every week, even though it's extremely difficult to get any information of the organization. I mean, just as I, I said in that bonus episode, um, the Vancouver Titans sent me to someone from the content team who told me they would answer all my questions to tell me they can't answer any of the questions. And it's not like I said, surprise, here are the questions. They actually had them in advance. That's that's the experience. I mean, that's an extreme we example. Finally, we, we got him, Sam. He's tilting out as well. Oh, you <laughs> know, but the buildup is here. But, you know, think about it. Like, what is it that we're looking to do as, as, a, as a podcast and as a community is yeah. that we are 
are trying to do everything within our power to, to bring us together, to provide us a reason for actually paying attention. And we're going to talk a little bit about it uh, uh, later in this episode, but, you know, we're going to be uh, having uh, sort of a, a game night with Toronto Elf Flight, the supporters group out of Toronto, another Team RSP versus someone who's going to meme us match. And, you know, we're doing this because we want to, again, provide something to this phenomenal community that exists that's getting absolutely squat from the organization and from the team. And so the point that, you know, Sam, you brought up is that we've sort of got to complacency that, you know, things are mad, that we don't really care. And, and on the, you, you were saying something very similar. I'm starting to feel that way. Someone asked like, oh, I hope that things change or sir said, I hope things that change and I hope that they, you know, the team and the organization works with RSP and, and provides this. And my response was, I went into the last, uh, you know, fight that Ted talk, I fired off every shot and I may not come out of that gunfight alive. And as far as I'm concerned, it's up to the organization, the team to make that next step. And I have absolutely no confidence that they will. But if I don't care enough to go forward and, and find out that information, or at one point, the three of us just decide to pull the plug on this podcast. And I'm not trying to say we are, but if we're getting to that point where for us, it's just not as worthwhile to do and go through all this pain, agony, depression, anxiety, what else is there for the team? Like right now they're on, on life support. If, and when this roster completely gets redone, a significant portion of the existing fan base disappears overnight because they're following runaway. And if there's no RSP there to fill the void, and I'm trying to like pump up my ego here and, and, and suggest that we're, we're something special. What else is there? Right. And that's, really what it comes down to. It's this community. So despite the team making as hard as they are on us, we're continuing to create that content to try to give you as our listeners and you as Vancouver Titans fans, something to actually listen to, but engage with, to, to feel that connection. Cause if we weren't there, there really is anyone else there that is, is looking to accomplish. And it really shouldn't be all of these different pieces doing it should be the team first. The team and the organization should be the one who says, here's what we're going to provide. And then from there, we as a community go forth and, and disseminate. But it's completely opposite, and that's not sustainable. Obviously, there's a lot of fans of Runaway, uh, Canuck fans as well. But when this entire journey started, the the broadest common denominator was the fact that it's an eSport uh, organization for Overwatch, and it's based in Vancouver. That's all that really remains and until you fill out that squad you cannot really proceed to exist in a way so we're just waiting that's all can i interest you in some pancakes uh yeah if they have any relation to to valorant i'll pass (laughs) been burned once so is there is there like maple syrup on on those pancakes Dude, that so so for those of you that don't understand what we're talking about with pancakes, um, Gen G, one of the 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 most popular orgs in the world, was hinting towards something Canadian that they had some sort of Canadian surprise over the week, and so you know our our you know juice thirsty fans thought, oh, is Gen G <laughs> coming in to save the day, coming in to save not the Titan, not only the Titans but also Overwatch, even though they already have a team, but. Of course, it turned out to be they announced their Valorant team that was full of uh, French Canadians, 
and uh, they they went straight into T1 tournament and they destroyed. So I have to now spend the rest of my days convincing these two guys to watch Gen G Valorant. I I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't mean it in, in like a derogatory way because I was part of of this entire movement, but it felt like we were a bunch of cockroaches coming out of the woodworks <laughs> just begging for crumbs. Well, that's that's a great analogy. That's really what it was. I mean, even from the the RSP Twitter account, I I ha- I engaged. I, I'm like, this feels so much like a troll. Like this can't be it. This is this is really weird that you'd have this entirely different brand, you know, leaking some juice from an organization that who believes it's a leak to actually tell you something that it's happening. They actually would prefer you to find out after it already happened. Um, like a bunch of zombies, like, instead of braids, like Jews. <laughs> oh, well then the current, uh, you know, uh, juice that we're, we're, we're seeking is third impact who I'm sorry. <laughs> the fact that they've changed the colors in their discord and uh, that this just screams of troll for me. Now, the other component to this is you had Halo uh, go on and stake his Overwatch League uh, career on Third <laughs> Impact third signing time, with, uh, Vancouver Titans, only to have Third Impact uh, players. Uh, I mean, Tayo is a little bit different, but come on and say uh, BS. So they did many, change it back. By how the many way. more victims will you claim, Vancouver Titans? Well, it, it, you know what? I I give props to anyone who can use this particular circumstance and situation to your credit because the vancouver titans have become a meme we are a podcast that is the premier source for the meme known as the vancouver titans that that is just unreal it's bad we have we have live players our opponents laughing at us we have teams laughing at us mayhem was mayhem or memeing us come on guys and i thought it was funny like I raised them above man level for a minute because they were funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Oh well. Let's see what's going to happen this weekend with the meme that we know as the Vancouver Titans because they do play the Washington Justice 2 p.m. Pacific on Saturday and then follow that up against the Florida Man 4 p.m. Pacific on Sunday. We have absolutely no clue who's actually going to be putting on a Vancouver Titans jersey, presuming the players actually put on jerseys before they play virtually. So let's hypothetically look at the roster as it exists right now. So quickly recap, because again, this could all break like moments after we record and with our luck and podcast lore, it's exactly what's going to happen. But right now the Vancouver Titans have Fisher and as main tank. Uh, Hitscan DPS, you've got Stitch. Uh, Summon Sue Haxar, the flex DPS roles. Slime main support. Twilight Rujahar, flex support. Now that gives us uh, our, our seven player roster of which is the minimum. And you might suggest, well, wait a minute, there's no one in off-tank. You're right. So who actually plays in that off-tank position? I have two thoughts. One, if Haxall actually returns to the lineup, <laughs> I mean, yes, Haxall returns to the lineup, that would then lead me to believe that someone so goes in in the off-tank role. However, if Haxall is not returning to the lineup and is simply, you know, player number seven, Summon Sue and Stitch are DPS, and I see Rujayan going in into the role of off-tank. Tell me I'm wrong. I, I want some of that juice you're having as well. <laughs> yeah, I honestly didn't even think about it because I, I have zero confidence that will happen. Well, and I, like I, 
I don't disagree. It's just like, what else, like, what else do we even talk about or look mm. at? Like we're essentially previewing a team that'll show up. It's, I'm going to use a WWE metaphor here. It's like wrestler number 22 at WrestleMania um, or the Royal Rumble or whatever the heck it is that comes, you know, no one knows who it is, but then the music hits and like there's immediate pop. Like we can't even go and, you know, base a, a guess off of who might be showing up. Now, the other wild card in all of this is that I can't see these players, let's say it's this roster coming back to North America. So even if they were to play with the roster that we currently know of at this moment, they're playing on serious ping. And it's not just one player on ping. It's a whole team that'll be playing on ping. Like, uh, Maybe they'll be better synced. <laughs> how, how does how does ping work if half the team is on korean servers can't the ping go the other way well so technically yes but it's where that game is being hosted so yeah. if you know in many sort of multi-server games so i'll use north america east coast west coast if a competitor is on the west coast and they're playing someone on the East Coast. Where that server is and the distance between those players typically will result in, in you know, different levels of ping. That latency can be the, the, the difference between that headshot um, that you're able to, to get to, you know, the, the person that, you know, is on the, the, the worst ping, the worst latency. The Overwatch, you know, server probably gives some form of, you know, forgiveness, but it it's not a good experience. It's not one that I think they want to use, you know, professionally and like moving forward, I guess the only reason that we'd see the Vancouver Titans do that because they have no other alternative. It's still kind of weird that if they were going to come back and be part of this Pacific division or what we know now as North American, that they wouldn't have already had this plan in place. And maybe they did and the plan got gummed up. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I can't imagine if you're the justice or you're the mayhem, you'd be like, yeah, totally. Let's play a couple maps on a Korean server. Like that's not going to happen. There's no no reason why they would want to do that. No. And, you know, we also have to point out, this is a month-long tournament, and the Vancouver Titans are going into the weekend with either a roster that's still in Korea or potentially an entire new roster that isn't of people that maybe have been practicing together or playing together, presuming they assign an entirely new team all at one. But if they don't go and do that, yay, it's just like, you know, QP. It's like, you know, Sam and I and Omni us going up into as a three stack into quick play and hope oh, for the best. They can go into find a group uh, setting in Overwatch and queue up like that. That's true. They can just add a, add a whoever wants to play can play <laughs> and then just solo oh queue it. There's, there's a six stack out there like right now without you know and they're just you know a bunch of guys playing and they'll happen to all be online on saturday or sunday and then they'll just instead of queuing into like that you know competitive ladder match they were expecting they're gonna go and see the washington justice on the other side and Corey's gonna click every single one of their heads and just change the names right we don't see the faces so we don't really know if if it's hacksaw or or stitch right Well, I've joked about this before. Technically, it could be the same 12 guys playing every match. Yeah, right who now. knows? Maybe they left like uh, two months ago already. We don't know. Oh, God, it's just such a joke. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. It is such a joke. And I, I, I'm. It's a crazy time that we're, we're living through right now. It's not a joke. It's esports. Oh. 
man. Anywho, before we go into the fray, let's actually talk about this show match uh, that uh, we're having at Toronto Alpha Flight. So this Thursday, May 7th at 5 p.m. Pacific, uh, Team RSP, which is a crack team of people we organized over the course of a day in Discord, is taking on a probably, you know, well-established crew from Toronto Alpha Flight. If you haven't actually seen the Toronto Alpha Flight, uh, you know, social channels or YouTube channels, they actually had a team play in a supporters tourney earlier this year, and they had, like, production-level videos introducing the players. Um, like, they're, like, next level. And, like, with us at RSP, we're just happy that we have a logo. And whoever wins gets to play against Washington Justice on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Toronto Alpha Flight, uh, I think odds uh, are in their favor. But uh, again, we're we're doing this for good fun. And it's really about bringing the communities together. And, and one of the things that's that's important to, to me, and I know I, I, I did tilt a little bit talking about it, is ensuring that the community does make it through these troubling times, both with the team that we're looking to support, but also, you know, everything that's going around in the world uh, around us. I, I want to provide some form of fun where you can just tune in laugh your butts off because I can't play, you know, Reinhardt worth a darn and uh, just, you know, in, enjoy the the evening. Now we're also looking to support a, a charity and the charity that we're actually mutually supporting is called Water First. If you want to check them out, it's waterfirst.ngo. And what this charity is looking to do is help improve uh, water quality for many First Nations people within Canada. What you might not realize is that one out of five First Nations communities in Canada uh, live under a boil water advisory. And what that means is the water that they, they get out of their tap or the water that they potentially might have to get from a well needs to be boiled before it's actually consumable. And in some of these cases, that consumption is not like I'm going to drink that water. I might actually be able to use it to wash dishes or, or other, um, you know, uh, uses but actual consumption where i drink it straight up is still not advised so water first is looking to help improve those conditions and and ultimately ensure that you know something as as simple and maybe something we take our energy water is available so again waterfirst.ngo uh, us in toronto alpha flight are looking to hopefully raise some money uh, for this great cause and uh you know we're also looking to provide you a good time the other thing that you can do is you can tune in and watch this go down live Twitch.tv slash ready, set, phone is the place to go. And uh, I believe uh, Schmidt Storm is going to go into the, the casting booth. I don't know if, Sam, you're going you're gonna to join him or if we'll have a, a new co-host, but uh, it'll be good fun. So we're going to take a quick break here uh, before we dive into the fray. So let's kick off the week that was in the world of the Overwatch League. So this past weekend, uh, we saw the Guangzhou Charge beat the Seoul Dynasty 3-0. The Shanghai Dragons beat the New York Excelsior 3-2. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that match uh, as we all three picked it uh, a little bit later. You then had the Dallas Fuel beat the Washington Justice 3-0. The LA Valiant beat the Atlanta Reign 3-2. And the San Francisco Shock took the Houston Outlaws out back and smacked them around with their own gun 3-0. 
On Sunday, the Hangzhou Spark beat the Seoul Dynasty 3-0. The New York Excelsior beat the Chengdu Hunters 3-1. Philadelphia Fusion beat the Paris Eternal 3-2. Florida Man 3-0, the Boston Uprising. And the LA Gladiators beat the Toronto Defiant 3-2-1. So let's go back to that New York Excelsior-Shanghai Dragons match. So we said that that was the one that you should watch. And I hope if anyone did stay up late or woke up early to do so, that you actually enjoyed it. For those of you who might have set your alarm, however, thinking that, oh, it'll kick off at a certain period of time, I must apologize because that Charge Dynasty match was pretty darn quick. I think it was confirmed that it was the the quickest uh, game ever. Was it confirmed that it was Yeah, because it was, if it wasn't, it's pretty darn close. uh, We we complained a little bit about that. that Vancouver Titans match that started early, like I wouldn't have even gotten up in time to watch the Titans kick that off had I actually had to do it this past weekend. It was, it was nuts. Um, <laughs> so uh, Shanghai Dragons, real deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to suggest the New York Excelsior or not, that was a good matchup. And it's actually nice to see those, those two teams, you know, duke it out. I, I, I'm a little bit surprised that Dynasty didn't look as good as we would have thought they might have. Um, but arguably you've got the top two teams in the Overwatch League right now, both playing in Asia. Yeah, uh, outside of probably the Fusion, who also okay, looked yeah. to be a, a very good. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Uh, this game had a, a big story, I think, about endurance, really. Because it was a reverse sweep. That's the big story, right? New York Excel, they came out strong. It looked like 2-0. Oh, oh, here we go. New York is going to show everyone that they're the real deal. And they played really well, like, the past week against uh, Chengdu. They looked really strong. But... Uh, it's Shanghai who surprised me with their like resilience and tenacity. Um, they have a good roster. Uh, I'd say surprising, uh, especially with Lip, who who I've already praised them last week, so I won't do that too much now. But Void looks really, really strong as well on that roster, especially when uh, they played against NYXL. It seems like as the match progressed, he kind of figured out Hadba and his um, sporadic style of play and they were able to shut down um nyxl pretty well and john Eck as well and it all started with void a lot of the time so i think he they have the best like uh off tank in the league right now it's so funny that you mention endurance because i didn't plan to to watch the match at least not live but because the dynasty game went you know so quickly it, it mm. just kind of automatically turned on and I fell asleep at halftime with <laughs> NYXL up 2-0, and, and they looked good. Like, they looked really, really good. Even even in – oh, no, sorry. I fell asleep at 2-1, so it's just after yeah. halftime. But even in the round that they lost, it was, it was competitive. Yeah. Um, I think the only question marks, you know, at that very point in the match was, like, who are you had some very questionable alt usage with Echo. Like, he just kept going to Sombra for no good reason. Um, I think I think he did like a Zen yeah. once or something like that too. I, I can't remember now. It's, so, it's way too long. But so once uh, the Sandman left your uh, yeah, so place, basically he went and filled up the <laughs> NYXL sandbags. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. So I was really <laughs> surprised when I woke up the next morning and found out that Shanghai pulled it off. So. Did you guys catch the conversation between the uh, San Francisco Shock and the New York Celsius on Twitter? Not really. What happened? So the San Francisco Shock um, share a meme 
And the New York Excelsior, this is you know prior to their match, I believe it was the day before, replied and says, who says? So the San Francisco Shock then engage, uh, and they say, you're 2-0 lead? And then uh, New York Excelsior decide, oh, well, we're going to say you're MVP, because both disappeared, obviously. <laughs> and, then, and then you have the... Uh, San Francisco Shock reply, unlucky the Shanghai Dragons comeback game was stronger than yours tonight. And then New York Excelsior say, come play where the big boys, or come play, come play where the big boys play and let's see how it goes. They shouldn't do it. Last time we did it, it didn't end well. <laughs> Anyhow, it, first of all, I actually quite enjoy the, you know, trash talk that goes on between teams. Um, I wish we obviously could get involved in some form of conversation. <laughs> I was just going to say that this just makes me feel bad because I know Tristan's got it ru- running. He, he's ready to go, man. He's raring to go. No, and I mean, again, I just <laughs> want to point out, this is not a, this is not a, a uh, you know, social, thank you for Titan social media team pro. This is a, you know, they're, they're not in a good spot. I mean, as we saw, unfortunately, a scheduled tweet of captioned this with Janu went out and things didn't go so well. I mean, they're kind of needing to play things smart, but oh, man, I know the Titans could totally get in, get into this type of action and, and bring that a game. Um, but the other thing as well is it just sort of reminds me that the way that to, essentially these, you know, conferences, divisions, however we want to call them, regions are set up. We won't see NYXL and San Francisco shock play against each other unless somehow the Overwatch League figures out how to do an actual playoff with everyone some point later this year, which the way the world is going may or may not be possible. But we are going to see Philadelphia play Paris again, probably. Woohoo! <laughs> Everything we asked for. That was a pretty decent game. Well, okay, it was, but, you know, to to Sam's point, having these teams played like four times already, which... I think they actually have now. I think it's four times. Yeah. yeah. The... Uh, Match that uh, Omni, you and I had actually said to watch on the Sunday was the Gladiators Defiant, and why? Well, because unlike you, who mails it in on Sundays and plays Valorant, Omni and I take our jobs here seriously. <laughs> I, I don't know. So we're going to talk a little bit about some some updates to the Defiant roster. Um, they didn't find what they were looking for. It started out pretty well, but they have this weird uh, thing when they well, where they start and they win the first match. I think it happened more than twice already for them, and this is probably at least the third time. And I think it was Lijiang Tower, and I was surprised to see Rocky. And then, obviously, the news about uh, the retirement came out. Um, did he play from Korea? Probably not, right? He's with the team, all, usually. Because he's a two-way uh, player. Well, so anyways... He was they, with the team, yeah. Yeah, okay. So he, they played pretty well. He actually popped off on Lee Jung Tower. Um, on Lucio, had a lot of uh, uh, pick picks and, and boops. And Logics played really well. And Beast played really well. But then when Eichenwald started, and some, uh, like Surefork came in, and I was really hyped up because he's kind of in low-key Ash main. He's really good on Ash. And he started playing really well on that uh, um, composition on defense uh, with Echo. I, I really like this composition. Did you see that Reddit post, uh, how this comp should be named? No, I did not. They they said it should be called Killer Queen. 
Hmm, I did this, see that, uh, but I didn't understand why. Oh, because it's dynamite and a laser beam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I thought it was a smart joke. If you if you went into that post, you would have gotten it. But okay. Anyways, it's actually Mirror who popped off after that um, encounter with Echo. And then just um, Gladiators show that they have the better roster. I mean, they have Space and OG who were just amazing uh, in, in the following matches in Eichenwald and and in in Paris. And they have Mirror, who's very good on Echo. Apparently Echo plays similarly to Doomfist, which I don't really get. <laughs> Birdering is also showing up to play this season. So I think their roster like roster wise, this team is probably better than their uh four and three record suggests at this point. But the game wasn't really that uh fascinating outside of that. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, weekend it will be, though. Uh, we've got the uh, weekend kicking off on Saturday, May 9th at 1 a.m. when the Shanghai Dragons take on the Seoul Dynasty. This followed at 3 a.m. Pacific, Chengdu Hunters and London Spitfire, and at 5 a.m. Guangzhou Charge and the York Excelsior. At noon on Saturday, the Paris Eternal and the LA Gladiators face off. And then at 2 p.m., the Washington Justice face off against the Mean. At uh, 4 p.m., the Houston Outlaws are taking on the Atlanta Reign. And then 6 p.m., the L.A. Valiant take on the Boston Uprising. On Sunday, 1 a.m., Hangzhou Spark take on the Shanghai Dragons. Sunday, 3 a.m., it's the London Spitfire Guangzhou Charge. At noon, it's the Dallas Fuel and Philadelphia Fusion. 2 p.m., it's the Toronto Defiant and the San Francisco Shock. And at 4 p.m., it's the Florida Mayhem against that team that might be called the Vancouver Titans. For all we know, we don't know. So whoever wins between uh, us... Yeah, and and Alpha Flight, totally. That's that's how it's going down. Um, so I, we're joking about this in RSP Chord, uh, going a little bit off the rails here, as to you know maybe the the Vancouver Titans were were watching you know Friends uh, you know Overwatch Community Cup, and uh, we're we're sort of scouting the tournament, and like imagine in a world where. The team that wins, you know, the community cup would be like, you know, congratulations to the, you know, such and such. At the time I had shared this tweet and I didn't know who it would be. Um, you are the winners of the inaugural Friends Overwatch Community Cup and your new Vancouver Titans. Like, imagine that. You know what? In our current reality, I'd actually like that. That's how far we've fallen. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, just give us something. What do we have to lose? We have nothing to lose. We're coming out of the woodworks. Oh, God, it's just in a bad spot. But let's talk a little bit about the matches that uh, we might be watching. Now, uh, Omni and I both suggested that you should tune into the Paris Eternal LA Gladiator match. Sam chose the Dragon's Dynasty, and I have to concede something here. Originally, I chose Dragon's Dynasty, and then I let the Dragon's record talk me out of that pick. And I went to Eternal Gladiators because there's no way the Hunter Spitfire will be entertaining. And I can't see the charge doing much against the Excelsior. I think Sam picked it just because it's the first match that is played. Uh, and I think you guys picked the Paris match because it's the match before the Titans. So you're just turning the TV on early. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm just glad Paris is not playing. Philly We've now done enough weeks that we know why we picked each other's matches. Right. <laughs> uh, at least it's not uh, against Philly again. How about EQO though? I think it's destiny for EQO play well on, to play well on Echo. Kind of <laughs> Echo, Echo. 
Yeah. Echo, echo. It's okay. Echo will be banned next week. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first. Unfortunate. <laughs> About, did we discuss the games that we're going to play? At well, all? The, the Justice Titans? No, I'm more concerned with Florida. Florida... Well, okay. I, okay. So this, they, this is the thing. What are we going to talk about, though? Like, how can yeah. you be concerned? I'd be concerned if the Vancouver Titans even show up. Yeah, I mean, on one hand, they swept their last three matches, but two of those games were against Boston. <laughs> so, uh, at well, least if if we play, we'll know if we're better than the Uprising. That's true. So, the Washington Justice on Twitter, uh, they tweeted out, last time we met, we swept them 4-0. Uh, do you, you know, something like, do you think we can do it again? And I wanted to respond from the RSP account, which was the cleaner sweep. Your 4-0 of us or the roster that you're going to face? <laughs> Ooh, just playing with fire there. Oh, I did not because again, I had a sane mind sort of take control of the keyboard, but it's not <laughs> going to happen uh, for much longer. And no, I mean, I the reason we can't really get into the you know Titans matches is we don't actually like. Do we do we talk about the possibility that the roster that currently exists in the moment is the one that's going to play? I don't see how that's even possible. Yeah, I just guess. We just hope the mayhem don't meme us too hard. <laughs> Either um, way. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Uh, on Sunday, we're all across the board. So I'm going to be watching the Defiant Shock match. And as you all know, I like watching the Defiant uh, play, even though I don't give them a hope in hell against the Shock. Uh, Omni, you're going to stay up late or get up early to watch the Spitfire take on the charge. And then uh, Sam, he's just going to you know turn on Overwatch in the afternoon, watch the field face the fusion, and then sit around all day watching the Defiant to uh, take the Shock to like 20 maps just so that it goes long, and then eventually Florida Man take on whoever puts on a Titans logo. What time will that Titans match end up being? Who knows? It might be at like 4 p.m. It might be at 8 p.m. Who knows? I haven't noticed that. It could be a nice match, actually. Yeah, the feel. I I don't know. The feel are looking up. I've been saying this for a little bit now. Yeah. Like like in our in our pandemicness, like nobody's really noticed. Like they look great in games they lose. They look obviously good in games they win. And like Decay looks like the MVP right now. Decay is nuts. Yeah. So you know, one team. Wait, no, that that's not the shock. That's the fusion. One team's ten and one. The other team has the MVP. So that should be a pretty good game. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm gonna. This will be the first time I actually probably watch a full slate of Overwatch like matches, and yeah, I could be swayed to changing, you know, my pick to to Fuel Fusion, um, but I, you know, you know, I'm gonna watch the Defiant because if the Light Force Curse, you know, is a thing, I, I need to continue to maintain it. You still have doubts at this point? I do. I totally have doubts. You know how bad the Light Force Curse is. I broke the Titans. I even blame those freaking Hornets. <laughs> murder hornets. Yeah, it's because you oh hyped up goodness. Point Roberts on one podcast. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, I, I'm surprised people still tune in for this nonsense. 2020, the Light Force year. It's because nonsense is still something. Uh, it's true. true. It's more than what we're getting from the Titans at this point. Um, what else has been going on in the world of the Overwatch League? Well, the Toronto Defiant have uh, gone through a, a slight adjustment when it comes to their roster. So the uh, 
retirement of Kellex um, meant that the Toronto Defiant needed to actually go and acquire a player to replace him. Uh, now, I'm not entirely sure if one made the other happen and in what order. Just because one happened first doesn't necessarily mean it happened first. But Kellex announced his retirement, saying it to uh, having, you know, talked it over with family. He just felt that uh, there are many things that he wants to do. And uh, as a result, he is he's going on to sort of do those things. A young kid, I, I totally understand why he would uh, look to do that. So needing someone, the Toronto Defiant actually traded for Cruz, who was uh, playing with the Paris Eternal. And uh, in, in coming on board, that was sort of to fill the, the role that, uh, that Kellex, uh, unfortunately, his departure made. Yeah. Hmm. Whether Maybe or not FD God can wear uh, Cruz's uh, jersey instead of Sparkles. <laughs> well, there's probably some spares. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the uh, other adjustment that we saw is that uh, Fielder has joined the Paris Eternal. Now, the addition of Fielder to the Eternal is interesting because the Paris Eternal are based here in North America. I believe they're still based in New Jersey. I mean, that's where they were last, I understood. And uh, Fielder, he, he is not, unfortunately, based in New Jersey. No, he instead played on Ping. And he didn't do too badly for someone who probably had like 200 MS. See, it works. Crisis averted. Okay, yeah, it's one player, dude. <laughs> just need five more. <laughs> or we can just play five oh, on six. We don't have an off tank anyway. Gosh. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have won a competitive match five on six. Yeah. We, ac- we actually had someone depart late. Like, for whatever reason, they leave. And we, we still won. You should play like with a lever, you mean? Oh my goodness. <laughs> but I was going to say Fielder reminds me of my favorite baseball story because, yeah, we're in that part of the pandemic Cecil? now. Cecil? No, no. This is about uh, Prince Fielder. Oh, so, uh, so So Prince Fielder is, was also a, a star baseball player. And and in one particular play, he 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 was a larger guy. He was like a designated hitter. So he's usually those guys are bigger dudes. So he was chasing a a foul ball. It went out. He didn't get it. But he would he had hit the stands by that point. And without hesitation, the dude goes in to the fans' nachos and he eats a nacho and then just walks away. You guys gotta YouTube that. That is my favorite baseball moment of all time. So that is all I could think about when when they told me the Paris Eternal signed uh fielder and all i wanted the next day was some nachos you know i I, it's a conspiracy theory but i think this game can actually be played remotely from home and you don't really have to be with your team (laughs) what are you talking about anytime that team rsp gets together we're all huddled in someone's condo oh that's true playing on land one time we we did the episode in a car (laughs) Using no, OpenShaw or Shaw I'm, Open. I'm, I'm not talking about episode, recording an episode. I'm actually like us playing in, you know, ladder. We we have not used Shaw Open parked out front of <laughs> like, a blends or, or some silly stuff like that. Yeah, I think I recorded the finals, uh, the reaction to the finals uh, from the Harrison Hot Springs last year. <laughs> that, that was not a good experience. That was a, such garbage Wi-Fi. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is true. You did do that. <laughs> 
Oh, man. So here we are at the end of an episode where we got to talk a whole lot about nothing. There is absolutely nothing going on in the world of the Vancouver Titans. And as podcast lore will have it, all that juice will leak at about 12.02 p.m. on uh, Wednesday. Because that'll be, you know, moments after this episode goes live. I have no idea if we'll come together and have a special episode to talk about whatever that juice might be. Uh, you might have to wait until we talk about it to after the course of the weekend and in turn the following week. Cause at this point I, I just, I don't have it in me to continue to go and, and, and sort of pump their tires when they don't have a car to put those tires on. <laughs> That's a great analogy. Oh, it is bad. But what I do ask that you do is on Thursday, again, at 5 p.m. Pacific, head to twitch.tv slash readysetpwn and watch Team RSP take on Toronto Alpha Flight in some fun show matches. Uh, we're doing it again for uh, a great charity called Water First, and you can check them out, waterfirst.ngo. Uh, and, uh, you know, come in, in and have a good time. You know, take a holler at us in, in Twitch chat. It's all good. Uh, you know, again, the idea is about giving you an opportunity to have some laughs, have a good time, uh, because quite frankly, we all need a little more of that in our, our lives right now. We're already under an, an amount of stress and anxiety. So if there is something small that we can do, and that's bring a smile to your face when you watch Light Force take that Reinhardt and charge himself straight off the map. Because there's no such thing as feeding when I'm throwing myself off the edge. Uh, hey, you know, my job here is done. So any final words of wisdom that you'd like to share with all of our listeners there, uh, gentlemen? I'm going to make an impersonation of the Vancouver Titans front office. That was really well done. I know. You've been practicing? A lot. It shows. Yeah. <laughs> Practice does make perfect. Sam? As for me, let's pour one out for uh, for a call. Fallen Titans. Oh, yes. And, you know, I, there were people like, oh, my goodness, why is Circle K liking these these tweets? Well, first <laughs> of all, there's no ad here. This isn't us, like, getting anything, any kickbacks. It's just something cool that I, you know, someone in Titans Court uh, had had shared a video of. They poured, uh, you know, the Janu cup. And, oh, this is, this is great. We need more of these. But when I asked for these videos of people pouring one out for the Fallen Titans, I presume that there would be more Fallen Titans to pour one out two <laughs> it really didn't go where i thought it was going to go because again who knows what's going on in the, the front office these days um we might have to bring omni back for a second uh, you know impression of of uh, titan's front office maybe next episode maybe i'll make a celine dion impression next time. <laughs> there we go there we go yeah. <laughs> don't let go jack don't let go um Myself. First of all, tune into that uh, that show match. We're going to have a good time. It'll be a good time. You can laugh at me. You can laugh at Omni. You can laugh at anyone you want because that's what it's all about. Two, the Vancouver Titans technically are playing this weekend. If there's one certainty, it is that the team called the Vancouver Titans are scheduled to play North American teams during times convenient to teams based in North America. I wonder if that could fit on a shirt. If you do tune into the podcast each and every week and you have already subscribed to it, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'd ask if you can is to also ensure that you are reviewing our podcast. There are two things that occur. One, if you leave a review, I read it verbatim. And it has been a long time since we had someone review our podcast. So it would be good to have a review 
so that we can talk about something other than the mysteriousness of Vancouver Titans uh, management. Second of all, by reviewing the podcast, if you are really you know happy that we continue to provide you content each week, it helps sort of surface us to others who might enjoy that just as much as you do. And that sort of takes me to that next point. Where can you review us? Pretty much every podcast app out there allows you to do so. But the one that I would recommend that you go to is podchaser.com slash ready, set, phone. Podchaser is like the IMDB of podcasts. So it's good to have that type of information there. If you want to leave us an auditory review, uh, one that gets played on air, uh, the easiest way to go about that is to go to voicelink.fm slash ready, set, phone. You can actually record a message directly out of your browser and we'll get it. We can then play it on an upcoming episode. Or if you'd rather just type a message, you can do that as well. That works just the same as leaving a review somewhere else. And if there is one last thing that I can ask for you to do, it's to tell all your friends that might enjoy Overwatch to listen to our podcast. And each person that you can refer is one more potential member to our support group that may need to be created to get us through what are very, very tough times right now as a Vancouver Titans fan. So on behalf of Omni at Omni Strike, Sam at another Sam Chen, myself, Chris at Light Force, we're going to sign this episode off with those magical two words. Hatcheries! Thank you.